Hi, this is Tony with We Do Epoxy, and I'm looking for ugly floors. I mean, so ugly, dirt won't stick to it. We can take your ugly garage, basement, porch, or patio and turn it into a work of art in just a couple of days. Is your garage floor so ugly you keep the door closed to prevent anyone from seeing it? We Do Epoxy can fix that. Stop living with ugly concrete. Call me today at 859-582-7920. That's Tony at 859-582-7920. We are Trisden and Ray. Having lived and spent time on the coasts and in rural Appalachia, we feel like we have a unique perspective on most topics. Working to find the common sense middle in a country becoming more and more polarized. Welcome to Extreme Common Sense with Trisden and Ray. What's up, Ray? Hey, are we on the air? Uh, it feels as though we're on the air. Well, let's thank Troy again. You look like you're a lot louder than I am. Yeah. Do I need to speak louder? No one has ever spoken those words to me in my entire life, Trizzy. No, I think we're good. We're yeah. just looking at levels. So we've moved again to another studio, so here we are. The best one, though, right? Like, this so. is yeah. the studio. Yeah. Well, with no offense to dads, we love him very much. I loved the first little studio. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. That was a cool place. That's a fair point. And I, this is... A throne, like we've put this studio together. We put this together. That was an actual studio that they invited us, right? And then pulled the rug out from under us like that. Well, in fairness, who wouldn't bastards? Yeah, and most people do. I've learned pull. pull I felt like uh, Chris. What was his last name? Northern Exposure. I do, I do, I do remember, but I don't remember Chris Robinson. No, he was the uh, Black Crows. But remember Chris, the DJ who used to sit in front of the big window. Mm -hmm. I always thought in a past life that was me, like maybe on Beale Street in Memphis, 1959, because they were finally allowing white people there by then and uh, i sat in this studio and people walked in for hey there goes tristan reynolds how you doing tristan very nice uh, it's funny and, and what a cool job right like that's I mean, you and i itinerant dj or have worked in radio or worked there and you know there's just always been something kind of cool about media and speaking into a microphone. well let's be honest sure. that's I mean, with no disrespect to your present boss and my former boss just generally radio was always pretty underpaid because it's something people really wanted to do yeah, it's kind of nice for owners because, you know, usually you have to work super hard and pay to keep people happy and people are just beating down the door for TV and radio jobs. Yes. So it's pretty nice. Yeah, it is. Yeah. No doubt about it. So, Ray, uh, I've got a, f a pretty fair list of stuff to talk about, but you kind of blew the doors off uh, my topics by sort of almost dying while I was on vacation. Well, I mean, some people would say you shouldn't talk about everything on a podcast, but no, I had a rather odd incident a week ago yesterday. Last Wednesday, I was at work, um, which I manage a, a family entertainment center, 32 bowling lanes, a full arcade bar, restaurant, pool room. And uh, about 35 employees and have done that for 12 years. And I was there and uh, I sort of was just not comprehending. Now, the irony, a young employee named John who's a great kid, but he's a very quiet young man. And I think I scared the bejesus out of him. <laughs> but as fate would have it, my wife had her mom there and they were dining on our fine fried foods and pizzas. Mm. And uh, she, well, you've eaten that food pretty damn good. Love it. Best bar food in the in the uh, county, I would say. And that's unsolicited. It's good food. Yeah, so, it really is. So John went and got Patty, and apparently there was about three minutes that we can guess. Now, I was never stuttering or, or, or um, saying sentences that didn't make any sense. I just wasn't comprehending. At one point, my wife said, and this is ironic for anybody who listens to this show with any regularity, 
she asked me who the president was, and I said, well, I know it's not Trump, but apparently, I, and, I, and I don't remember this, Tristan, apparently I said Kevin McCarthy, Speaker of the House. So how many people would know that? That's pretty good. But I was answering questions like what my name was and my date of birth, but I wasn't making a connection with an employee who was getting ready to leave, who I'd already made a new schedule, and I was like, what do you mean John McKenzie's leaving? When did that happen? He's like, Ray, you've known about that for six weeks. So something went on, and apparently I spilled a diet coke and i don't even remember that wow so there were like three minutes of my life where i left the planet so i went to the emergency room at my wife's urging but i didn't fight her and um spent two nights uh, that night wednesday thursday and trisden so i have a my chart which is a wonderful portal and 23 different tests from as simple as, you know, sticking your finger to get your glucose level to a full-on, you know, 25-minute CT scan of my head. X-rays of head reveal nothing. Um, <laughs> all of the tests basically came back negative. So I don't know if it's a one-off or something to be watched. Now, I will tell you this. I left the hospital feeling pretty good because the tests were all consulted with a couple of the docs. And, of course, like every hospital stay, the nurses are wonderful. You see the docs for, you know, five, ten minutes. Um, but I went to my general practitioner yesterday at the uh, urging of Central Baptist, which is cool, just a follow-up visit. They actually made the appointment. Now, he's a crusty old son of a gun, John Reeser. I've been going to him for 20-plus years. And uh, he's the guy who, when I was talking weight with him one time, he's got a real dry sense of humor. And we finished up, and he said, all right, hope to see less of you. <laughs> which is pretty funny that's what you want to hear yeah, yeah, he, yeah he's good and he doesn't pull any punches because he's nearly 70 and he doesn't give a shit right. but he was like uh so i said to him he's looking at the report and i said you know i feel pretty good that the tests were negative and he's like i wouldn't put a whole lot of stock in that do what he used the word homeostasis do you know that uh, homeo meaning human stasis meaning static Right. So I have uh, good, good, good uh, breakdown. So I had to Google it. So basically homeostasis is your body's desire to get back to level. So if you have an incident, an outside force affects your body, your inner innate knowledge, really, like the chiropractors talk about, there's an innate knowledge. Your body's pretty damn good at fixing itself. And MDs will tell you that, too. Right. Um, you know, that's that's the homeostasis, your body's desire to get back to zero. So the tests, you could have had an incident and the tests would still show up negative is sort of what I heard him saying. Right. But that's still better than finding blockage. I know, sure. you know, my brother-in-law who we lost to a stroke, he had had that first stroke and they found some pretty significant blockage in his carotid artery. Well, that never happened with, you know, they didn't see that. Right. So that's good. That's good. But it was, uh, you know, and I'm 63 here in a week. So, you know, age is catching up. You start thinking about your own mortality and might maybe where you want to spend it. Do I want to spend it in <laughs> Richmond, Kentucky? I don't, I don't know. But yeah, it was a little bit of a, I wouldn't call it a wake up call because I pretty much stopped drinking because I, I do have AFib and that is a leading uh, component of uh, strokes. You may, you're like five times more likely to have a stroke if you have AFib. Now my AFib is pretty much in control, knock wood, but uh, so something went on. We don't know what it is. I've got a follow-up appointment with cardiologist, which is not um, out of the ordinary for me. I am going to go see a neurologist, which is a little out of the ordinary, so... Now, what I can't imagine, Tristan, is what that cost me. I had CAT scans, oh, MRIs, CTs, uh, blood work a couple of times. Like I say, finger pricks, all kinds of cognitive tests. These young girls coming in, you know, Mr. White, follow my finger, follow, look, look. Everything looked cool, but that was six-figure hospital stay for sure. Oh, yeah. Good luck paying that off. But great at, well, insurance, but I've probably reached a deductible with this. I'll definitely reach a deductible, but... Um, uh, 
I will say Lexington uh, Central Baptist Hospital up on uh, Nicholasville Road in Lexington. It was they were really great. That's nice to know. And so, how much of that? And as you sit here, do you feel as though that's more? Uh, it was a physical issue or it was a mental issue? They think it was more uh, cardiac than neurological. Okay. So, and I'm, oh, and I'm actually right now wearing a heart murmur, a heart monitor as we speak. Oh, wow. I've got a little device on that records each heartbeat, and uh, I wear that for two weeks. A little bit cumbersome, not uh, probably the size of that thing right there. Okay. Sitting on my chest, but you can't you can't get it wet, so you got to shower with plastic, and oh, you know geez. you can't spend a whole lot of time in the shower. It's a yeah. little slightly cumbersome, but I'll take that off a week from Friday, send it in, and they'll get a little more information based on that now my oldest sister who's a nurse i've been texting with her and she thinks that makes sense probably cardiac rather than neurological but you know they looked at my head looked at my heart and you know you don't want trouble with either your heart or your brain but if you're given a choice honestly i would rather it be heart because Same. they control the heart pretty well the yeah. brain is like ah, oh, fuck right i'm with you yeah yeah i would much rather hear you need a stint than you know something going on brain we gotta open up your sure. head if yeah. we can open up your head indeed you know yeah so yeah so that was my little ordeal last week scared my wife to death and uh, now i will also tell you this trisden when you come to an emergency room and they think you might be having a stroke you get priority i was kind of nice. so so i was completely lucid by the time we were driving up it's in 35 minute ride maybe half hour um Completely lucid, and it was Wednesday night, and I'm saying to Patty, it's about six in the evening, and I'm 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 saying, how busy can emergency room be? Oh well, I won't say, I won't say it was mob, but it was full. Yeah. And now again, I'm completely lucid, and this poor kid, maybe 18, I guess he had separated his shoulder, and I mean, this kid is just, oh, and it looked like his brother and his mom, and he's, just, oh, oh, I mean, he's literally moaning, <laughs> and I guess they can't do anything for you till a doc sees you, and his right. mom is like, can he? And they. Bring me right past this poor kid. And I'm like, hey, man, sorry. But I had to test probably my first scan probably within 20 minutes because That's they're nice. they're looking yeah. to see if you're... Important shit first. If a brain is bleeding. Right. Well, yeah. like our friend Matt Yeager said, Buzzy, that kid's got a separated shoulder. He's in pain, but he, it's He's, not going to get any worse. Right. It's a separated shoulder. Yeah. You, if you got a brain bleed, you can check out. So in I went and, uh, you know, no brain bleed, no anything like that. So... That was the good news, but they weren't sure what it was, so they said, because this really cool Dr. Wheeler, he was, he was, I said to him, you should do comedy off-Broadway on Saturday nights. <laughs> Dude was funny. Nice. But he was the one who said, Ray, I think we're going to admit you for You have any objections? I said, you know, I guess you could say no. No, fuck that. But sure. I said, yeah, sure. And got four meals, so they didn't feed me that night, but I ate uh, three meals on Thursday and a breakfast on Friday before they released me. And honestly, Tristan, the food didn't even suck. It was okay. Wow. That's yeah. Pretty. So what was the mindset in saying, we've got a hospital in Richmond, we're going to just bypass that and go up to Lexington? Well, no disrespect. I, I mean, I think for anything major, you probably want to go to Lexington. Again, no disrespect sure. to a local hospital, but yeah. also my cardiologist, Dr. Thomas Summon, he's up there. Oh, makes so sense. all the info is up there. Yeah. And, yeah. and I and it wasn't like I was, you know, when Nancy drove Vince to the hospital, so Vinny had two strokes. He had the one. And then six weeks later, he had the one that killed him. You know, he had a quote-unquote minor stroke. I've come to learn no such thing as yeah. a minor stroke, Good right? Call. But Nancy said when she was driving him up, he was like babbling. Like, you know, couch, water, outlet. Like, he wasn't even making any sense. Right. I didn't have that. Yeah. So. Man. 
So I don't know if it's a one-off that you could uh, attribute to dehydration, low blood sugar. I, nobody said that, but and I'm not saying that, but you know, there are those things, and I, you know, I don't know if it, at a certain age maybe you're more susceptible to that dehydration or that blood sugar. Yeah, you know, here's the thing: this happened to me. <laughs> let let me do what I'm good at and make everything about me. <laughs> but this is man, maybe a month ago. I may have brought it up on the show, maybe not. But it was the day before a scheduled like my annual doctor's appointment. And I was just walking my dogs and, uh, you know, actually I was jogging and got really tired, like really like, oh shit, this isn't good. Like, you know, so just sort of had to like really slow down and walk for a bit. And it was, you know, and my doctor was like, I don't know, probably blood sugar had you ate. And I, yeah. actually I hadn't ate that much uh, at, up to that point in the day, eat, but it is amazing eat, how little eat. stuff you, had, you, you, had, you. you hadn't eaten. Oh, no, I had eaten. I just hadn't, <laughs> hadn't, hadn't ate. ate the number eight. I, well, the little kid who says to the teacher, I had I ate six eggs for uh, breakfast this morning. And she says, don't you mean eight? And he says, maybe it was eight I ate. <laughs> well, I'm certainly glad nothing bad enough happened. Just in case my daughter's listening, because Brielle is a big listener. Well, and nice. she is the English teacher. And I know she'll be like, oh, Trisden. You hadn't eaten. Well, at least nothing happened to make you less of an asshole. So, so thank goodness you're the same. Nothing has changed. <laughs> that was on behalf of my daughter, but touche. <laughs> thank, thank you. I, Brielle would have sent me a nice text message, not on air. To, to oh, no, she me. wouldn't have said anything. She'd have told me. <laughs> nice. Oh, that's too funny. Sweet kid. <laughs> that's, yeah, the, so. that's the best test. She tells Patty, the doc goes, hey, he's still an asshole. He's fine. Still a dick. I think he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's great uh, oh, so anyway that was my ordeal and you know maybe it's a one-off but i'll tell you hopefully, what hopefully yeah certainly hopefully one off and but uh, what my doc said and i take him you know the general practitioner do the follow-ups don't think that you're out of the woods to go see because he asked me do you have follow-ups i said yeah cardiology neurological and he said well i'd like to see you again in six weeks so i'm under doctor's care if you will which, you know, that's one thing guys are shitty about. Fuck the doctors. Well, I... But not me, man. I'm with you. I think when a doctor says, look, is it a money grab? Maybe a little bit. Like, maybe they think probably you're okay. But why, if there's a 1% chance you really need that appointment, just fucking do well, it. Well, here's what I say, Tristan. Um, best friend I'll ever have. I mentioned him often. My, my, my buddy Vince, who you knew. You know, I lost him at 59. He was one of those guys. Oh, fuck doctors. Right, right. Yeah, well, you know what, Vince? Maybe if you'd have been to the doctor and on fucking blood pressure medication, you'd still be with us. Right. Maybe you'd have gotten your 70 years yeah. instead of checking out at 59. And no I'm doubt. pretty hardcore about that. So go to the fucking doctor, Same. especially as you get older. Yeah. My wife's dad, who, uh, you know, a few years older than you, not, you know, four or five years older than you. Sweetest guy. Love the guy. Wonderful human being. Every time we go, like if he's having a problem, well, I don't know. Like he's, and I'll say this too, and not to beat a dead horse and make everything kind of go back to politics, but there is sort of this thing. And again, wonderful human being, probably on the right side politically, just due to the Trump phenomenon that we've seen sort of invade people who've never been political. But now he's so skeptical, skeptical of everything because he's on Facebook and he sees all oh, the God. memes and, you know, I don't know about shots and Bill Gates this. And <laughs> it's, you know, it's so scary because that, that really affects people like that. It, that isn't some arbitrary thing True. That you can believe. True. That affects your daily when right. you're scared of doctors right. because you think Bill Gates, is, excuse me, in all the shots now. So, That's right. You know, so my advice is always, look, you know, maybe it's bullshit, but I'm, I would side with the science bullshit over the, exactly. I'm just going right. to sit in a corner. Yeah, let's and, go with the science bullshit rather than right. the crazy bullshit. Yeah. So 
Thanks for asking. I don't know if we should talk about that stuff on the air, but if I'm not here next week, at least you'll know maybe why. <laughs> yeah, so hopefully not a prequel for anything uh, to come. So. Well, I said to Ray, you know, Ray, if I do check out, you got like 110 podcasts, you can hear me at least. That's true. You've, you've definitely left a, a There is There is that. Yeah. Uh, three of them are good, but there's 110 of them out there. Yeah, so. so all right. Star the good ones and, you know, so, just like you're in the room. So there's that. What do you got, brother? Man, I've got a lot of stuff here, but, uh, you know, one thing I really want wanted to talk to you about and this is kind of my pet issue that that comes up so much but i went and saw dave Chappelle at rup uh week issue oh no actually last Tuesday. that one got by me so they do that uh, heart of rup where they close ten thousand people maybe they close the top off yeah they put the black curtains and so it, yeah. it was pretty full though they didn't you know because i've been there where they but probably not the it, upper level but it, it felt like it went pretty high like well, i was pretty I didn't high. even see that what you what were those tickets worth? i wish i would have known man i had free tickets and oh you got them free you, it was tuesday I, I guess you still would have been fine at that point yeah. to come so. what what yeah. did the ticket sell for? I, th- I think you could get cheapos, uh, 50 bucks, okay. 40, 50 bucks. Yeah. And? Uh, it was good, but it kind of took, like, he made special person jokes. Like, he was making fun of people with mental disabilities. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know. Low-hanging fruit, low as they hanging say. Low-hanging fruit, slid in, a, you know, some women jokes, some Jew jokes. Of course, he, you know, makes fun of, uh, I guess, himself some. But yeah, man, it's fascinating to kind of be in 2023 watching somebody kind of curl your wrist up and, you know, kind of make fun of people with those types of disabilities. Yeah, to what end? Like, how does that joke go? Man, I, it was kind of a recurring joke throughout the night. And he was just sort of talking about, oh, man, I, I wish I'd remembered it. But, you know, a couple of Miller lights and, and watching things. Yeah. But it was definitely something he would kind of reference back to. And, you know, again, I, I'm so in the middle on that issue because I do feel like, you know, comedy is an art. And if people want to say outlandish things, it's up to us to spend money and go. But he shouldn't be censored from saying that stuff. But it is a little bit hard to listen to because at this point, we all know somebody with autism or Down syndrome or, you know, some type of palsy. And man, I don't know. It was I, I struggled a little bit with that portion of it. Yeah, I don't really get that. I, I mean, like you said, some things do change. That used to be a target, but like now, you know, I, and you know, and to what end? I mean, you, you, I don't know. It's interesting. And it, for you, it kind of was a little cringy, a little bit. Yeah, and I had a good time. It was a funny show. I mean, did some hilarious jokes, but yeah, it, it's it's more on me. You know, I kind of just find myself after those things really searching myself is this you know obviously that's not the type of thing and i wonder I what he would say at. would he say well yeah i mean that's you know there's nothing off limits right which is i see that side of it and to, to dave Chappelle's credit probably one of the smartest comedians in the world that's the best you can do like you can't just lay off people in, yeah. with a severe I mental think that, handicap i think that was tommy that was my brother's point when he was doing his whole transgender thing like he was punching down like come on dave you're you're a fucking brilliant guy you can you know but now to be fair with that that was a little different than special needs folks i mean i i thought Chappelle more and we've talked about this in that instance was talking about his marveling at and that was more the homosexual community and the advances they made relative to quote unquote his people like you know it's been 400 years and we're still struggling these folks 40 years boom right to the top i'm, I'm amazed by that but yeah the special needs jokes man i don't know yeah i mean i know a few you want to hear them yeah let's right, no, right. No. save them for the end of the show and, and let's link them to sponsors specifically can i so- tell you this is not a special needs joke oh god pretty damn good one that i heard though this week well you're dying soon whatever you want to say go Thanks, ahead and say. Chris. um <laughs> Do you know how to get a nun pregnant? For the sake of the joke, no. Are you, you do? Are you ready to go? Oh, so you know how to get a nun pregnant, Tristan? You dress her like an altar boy. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> That's pretty rough. Well, and, <laughs> oh, God. And, and here's the funny thing. I have no Ooh. problem making fun of religion, which, you know, to some people would so be that ultimate. Uh, right, right. So <laughs> yeah. if you, yeah, right. I mean, Catholics would certainly not cringe at that. that no. Absolutely. I mean, they you fought a lot when Life of Brian came out. Oh, the Catholic Church was outraged. <laughs> right. And Boston didn't even show it. You know, what was that? Yeah. Mid-70s, maybe. Yeah. Uh, great movie. You've seen Life of Brian? Not, oh, I don't my think God. so. And so, I like everything Monty Python oh, I've ever seen. It, You'll yeah. love it. Because yeah. Brian is mistaken for the Messiah. He's just born in the manger next door. No, I mean, he's nice. not. That at one at one point he's having sex with a woman, and he reaches, and all the multitudes are gathered, and he walks over, his butt ass naked. You see him from the back. It's Graham. Uh, I want to say Parker, but that was the musician, but uh, playing him. The I can't remember his last name. And he walks over. You know, after having sex, he's going to stretch out, maybe smoke or whatever. And he opens the, the whatever he opened, then the curtain, whatever. And the, all these people are yeah. And the mother, Mary. Yeah, it's not Mary, but he's not the Messiah. He's a very Naughty, naughty boy. It's, it's, oh, it's great. Very nice. But the Catholic Church did not like Life of Brian. I would think. Yeah, that's funny. And, and I'm very much a proponent of, I can take the jokes that affect me and my multiple ethnicities. You should too, and let's all sort of shoot for that. But I think at the end of the day, we all kind of agree that we don't want white guys telling inward jokes and probably we shouldn't have anybody making fun of people with Down syndrome. Yeah, so if there's I mean, going to be a line, right, if there's going to be a line, that's not a bad place to have the line. So, how, sure. about, so how about if you said that to Dave? Like, Dave, you're a brilliant guy. You write your own stuff. You've done such great stuff. How about we just say, there's the line. I'm a white guy. I won't make any more jokes. And you, uh, don't don't make those jokes. Well, and, and what's his defense? <laughs> well, they're funny. Yeah. The point that I made, which I thought was a pretty nice point when I was having this conversation uh, on the drive home after the show was, he was so sensitive when he left the Chappelle show. It was because he was making sort of uh, stereotypical African-American racist jokes against his own people. Right. And there was a camera guy that was laughing a little too hard. This white camera guy. And Dave was so offended. He essentially said, no, I, I'm maybe reaching, you know, I may be not accomplishing what I think. Uh, people are laughing. I never at heard me that story. People. The reason he walked out of Chappelle show. So he gets it right. Like he gets Certain things probably you don't want white guys laughing at the N-word and certain things. Yeah, sure. I, I don't know if that was the reason because that whole money thing where I thought he did a marvelous job addressing that where he was like, they were offering me money that I couldn't even fathom and I was already a wealthy man. And in America, if you don't take all that money, you're looked at as having like a mental illness because didn't he leave and do like six months Africa or somewhere? It was a he while. He just needed a break. Yeah. And I always thought, man, that's a pair of balls because for somebody to say, look, I had everything I ever dreamt of. I had all the money I needed and I, this money was mind boggling and it was going to change everything in my life. And I stepped away from it. 99 out of 100 Americans don't get that because that's just not what America is. America right. is a place where you gather as much as you possibly can. Yeah. Unlike anywhere else in the world, right? Yes. And so... Which you is your entire life. That's everything about me is gathering Every things. Every fucking time this guy shows up, it's a new vehicle. What's today's? Oh, God. It's a 71 Jeepster Commando. It's just an old Christ. Jeep I'm piddling around with. I, he never comes in the same vehicle, and none of them are not nice. Well, the Nissan's not that nice. My actual daily driver actual daily that I drive, drive is, yeah, you wait. You only drive if it's raining. That's pretty true. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, damn, I had a good good point there with Chappelle. But, no, to to your point, I think I'll he, determine if it was he may point. have been. Go on. I will say for myself, it's as good of a point as I can make. He would have maybe left the show anyway. It may have been yeah. something, you know, because he has lot. commented on that money. 
But the thing that actually made him stop recording was a and white walk cameraman. out was a white cameraman laughing a little laughing too hard at, at those yeah. jokes. That's really interesting. It was, and the, the, the skit was he was on an airplane. They, they gave him, sir, would you like the fish or the fried chicken? And he couldn't order the fried chicken because he was a black man and gotcha. he didn't want to say, of course, I want the fried chicken. Gotcha, gotcha. So, like he said, so it's like a devil and an angel on his shoulder and the angel's saying, yeah. just order the fish. And the devil's like, you know, you want that fried chicken. You were a so, Curb Your Enthusiasm fan. Of course. Do you remember when um, his, his, uh, the guy he takes from Katrina, it's, uh, it's a uh, JT Glide, whatever his name is, that JB Smooth. Okay. Yeah. When he, He's tells funny. tells Larry how he can't go to the store and buy watermelon. Oh yeah, and then Larry yes. brings him there and makes him right. Ride him. He's yes. like Larry, I can't. I can black man. I can't go buy watermelon. Right. Like, yeah, you can buy watermelon. That makes and sense. He brings him in there. Buy the <laughs> well, and, and to to that end, like <laughs> JB yeah. Smooth. That's yeah. It. yeah, and and I always I'm an over tipper for that. Like for those, I mean, I think feel I've been a server. I feel like I would be a good tipper sure. anyway. I always well, ser- servers make the be, best tippers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but you have to be conscious of the fact that. Ah, fucking Jew. You know, you'd never want to be a stereotype. Right. So I think we all kind of... Oh, I see what you're saying. To a degree, right, don't right, ever right, want to be labeled right, right. as that. Well, that never hurt me from drinking. I was never afraid of anyone <laughs> saying, in, in God, fact, that Mick gets drunk a lot. No, I welcome that. It's funny because... Nah, I, that has changed I'm in, so, with my health problems. I'm so sensitive with my Jewish side. To your point, I have no trouble embracing the Irish side right, right. and drinking I mean, all the bourbon I, I can. I, you're exactly, yeah. Well, that was a great, because uh, uh, Seth MacFarlane of Irish descent made that great joke where uh, Ireland, he shows like this high tech, okay, they're doing everything, and then Patty O'Rourke introduced whiskey, and they're all fighting <laughs> oh, and beating the shit yeah. out of each other. It was, it was like the perfect society. <laughs> yeah, it was absolutely it was perfect. Because yeah. I always say, you know, uh, say what you want about the Irish. I've known drunken ones. I've known stupid. Uh, not, not stupid, sloppy ones. That's the point of this. I've known uh, lazy ones. Very few stupid Irishmen. They're really a bright people. But God dang, the whiskey gets in the way. <laughs> you know? I hate to stereotype, but yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Well, I told you when my brother and I went there, 10-day trip, and we're about six days in, drank every night, and we're at yet another pub, and he says to me, you know, when you take away the romance, it's really a country of drunks. To some degree, <laughs> you know? Nice. But it could be much worse. Right. Because they are fun. Now they do fight. Fun. They do fight a little yeah, bit. But. That's true. There used to be some great SNL skits with Mike Myers where they would drink and then fight. And it was like a, was it Scottish soccer hooligans? I think that's Which I right. Which I guess would have been Scottish yeah. and not Irish. Yeah. Was, they were just literally just, there was like five minutes of drinking, five minutes of fighting. That was great. <laughs> yeah. well, that's rugby, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. So I also want to get to this. I know, I don't, I feel like the the Hollywood, true Hollywood story. Can oh, I ask this Sorry. Chappelle's audience? Uh, demographic i'd say 50 50 oh was it i would say oh cool yeah nice very good mix that's very cool yeah and everybody getting along and laughing oh that's great does he do a lot of race racial humor uh black white white black not like sort of to the old uh like uh stereotypes or white people do this but but there's some certainly some but a 50 50 mix give or take yeah oh very cool and this is kind of crazy too they actually take your cell phone put it in a bag that they lock and you don't have access to your cell phone. So that was the first time. Oh, fuck. I love that. How do they do that they, for 10,000 people? They give you a bag. When you walk in, they lock it for you before you can walk in. And then when you walk out, they unlock it. No for you. shit. Longest. I've not glanced at my cell phone. Oh, in I love five that, years. man. So you Pretty figure cool. that's a request of Chappelle's. I'm sure it's an it insistence. Be, right? of Chappelle's. Uh, yeah. Insistence. So of Chappelle's. everywhere he goes. And that is, I wow. assume for two reasons, he's recording this for Netflix. So he's going to make a lot of money on it when it's, kind of put together and all right 
And the other thing is, so he's not going viral every time he makes a joke about a special needs person. So, huh. so oh, a couple well, big wins. Interesting. There. So it's a plastic bag with like a master lock on it's it? It's like or? a foam bag with like a magnetic lock. And it's almost That's like if fucking you wild. picture the shirts that you get, like a $60 shirt or something. They have like the ink yeah, tag. Yeah, yes, yes. Kind of, sort that of thing. like sort the ink like tag that. thing, but it's I wonder a bag. if they take any heat. Like, so I'm absolutely not. I won't, you know. Man, just, you just do it. Maybe. And so you carry your phone with you, you but you can't have access right. to it. Exactly. And then on the way out, you have to have them like scan it. Yeah, there's just people standing at all the exits just blasting that through That is wild, like, man. Never was, heard of that. It was crazy. I I'd love to institute that at work. Oh, God. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> yes. Anyway. Well, we yes. all need that for carry your fucking bag, but you can't have access to your phone until I unlock we it for you. We all need that for a few hours. We a day. really do, Every man. Day. That's wild. It was nice, and I found this was the the two things that I noticed about that. One, I would have thought, man, this is going to be stressful. Wasn't that stressful? It was just nice. And two, to not have your phone, to not have yeah. access, constant access to Fuck everything. Yeah. And the second thing was amazing. Like nine people came up to me because you also had to turn in your smartwatch in the, in the bag. Wow. So everybody was coming up to me with my old timey watch, asking me what time it That's was. Everybody wanted crazy, to know like the fucking eighties. Hey, what time is it? You know, it would be beautifully ironic if my phone rang right now. <laughs> but that's wild, Tristan. I had yeah. never heard of such a thing. First time you saw it. Yeah. And but I guess that is a Chappelle thing. And somebody yeah. was saying I saw him last year. This is what he does. Everywhere he goes, no phones. That's wild. So yeah. How about that? Wouldn't would be kind of cool to see that instituted everywhere. Yeah. And there is like uh there's like one lobby where you can go like if there's you know, you're checking your phone for an emergency or you're calling the babysitter or whatever. So you can I gotcha. go in this one little spot that you know you're not in the arena. I see. They let you look at it. For oh, whatever. really? And then, so you know, the like the old smoking spot, the exactly, cell phone spot, it's the cell phone section. Ah, ah, so yeah, pretty fascinating. That's wild. And you can do that at any point during the show. Somebody's manning it to yeah, unlock it for exactly. you. Exactly. That's you wild. Go to that little spot. So I made it the whole show. Didn't How didn't have to crack it once. About that. Yeah, pretty nice. So again, I know uh, I don't know my segues need work, and I don't. I feel like you don't like these. This whole show needs work. But go ahead. <laughs> but, but I digress. Uh, the true Hollywood story type gossipy stories, which I fucking love to talk about. I don't think they're your thing, but I there's two that I really would like to discuss at whatever length you're up for. First of all, uh, Jimmy Fallon, this Rolling Stone article. Oh, that I know came that out. bothered you. I, re- I read it because of you, but you were really upset. It's basically his staff saying it's a toxic work environment. And it was just and, a couple people of the staff. Yeah. I mean, like he has 300 staffers, and I think this was maybe four. So, There's first of all, 300 people who work on a show. 300 like people that? that work on The Tonight Show. Oh. Yeah. So, you know, I'm biased. I'm an A, a fan, and B, I've met him, and he right. was so nice to me. Right. So, I've heard I'm, people say he's like the nicest guy. I've heard that too. Yeah. And that was my experience. Right. But you you uh, read that article with an unbiased eye. What did you think? Uh, it does tend to be a little bit of millennial, you know, angst and shit, and you know, like the work was hard. Yeah, well, yeah. work's supposed to be hard. Well, and that's sort of what we had talked about, and yeah. maybe not the nine eleven show, of course, but maybe the show before that. But that was the thing. It's like. Oh, is work hard sometimes? Like, is it a little bit stressful? Yeah, because it's work. Yeah, that's right. So, and and the thing that I found fascinating, like the article, I mean, it was a fairly long article. I mean, it would have been 20 pages in a book, I guess. And there was no examples of anything he did specifically to hurt these people. Right. It was some days he's moodier than other days. 
And that's so, every human that's ever lived. Oh, is this guy who's under all the stress <laughs> in the world? A little moody. Yeah. Do, does he have days where he's not, you know, kissing your ass as the PA of a, a TV show? The only thing I thought was odd was that Jimmy apologized. And, of course, you said that's because he is a nice guy. But, yeah. you know, by virtue of apology, you're like, oh, is something going on? You know, now when all that broke with Ellen... Uh, she could probably be that person. It did feel more true <laughs> yeah, to me, you know. But again, like, but I would say the same thing a, a little bit about Ellen. In that, again, look, sometimes your boss is not going to ask you if you would mind doing something. Correct. Sometimes you need to go and do that right Very true. now. That's and, the boss's prerogative. And again, I, I've, I'm a boss. You're a boss. You I've actually to, used that at work, and and I am a bad example because I'm much too familiar. Of not familiar. There's that word where it's family, familiar, whatever it is. I, I treat the employees more like a mom and pop and family, and they will take advantage of that. I've often thought one of the reasons people get a little more conservative as they get older is because give them an inch, they'll take a mile. But there have been times where I've said, look. Uh, general manager is my title. Go do it. Uh, Andrew comes to mind. I love him like a son. I don't love him, but he's like a son. <laughs> Maybe I do. But uh, he's a great kid. But sometimes he'll, and I'm like, go do it. Doesn't make a difference. Right. And he'll like sort of walk out with his tail between his legs. Yeah, but yeah. sometimes the boss is an asshole. Yeah. That's and, boss and workers. And that's the part of work. Like sometimes yes. work gets, has to be done that nobody wants to do. Or you got to deal with a person you don't want to deal with. And there's times that, and I would say, we're small examples, you know, in Richmond, Kentucky. That's a major New York, Manhattan, Midtown TV, national, worldwide TV show. Of course, there's going to be some shit going on that, right. that the lower level people are going to have to step up and handle. Like, I don't know. But again, I think it speaks to what you've always said, that it sort of feels like these sort of spoiled young people that just kind of don't expect stress or don't expect you know, to ever be sad enough to cry. Like, I don't know, man. It's, I, I hated it again because I didn't feel like there was any specific examples because I think even though I'm biased to Jimmy, if it came out that, you know, Jimmy was, I don't know, sexually harassing people or Louis CK jacking off in a plant right. in front of, you know, women. But he said of he course. always asked for permission. And <laughs> if they said they didn't want him to do it, he, he didn't. He was not so. going to masturbate in a plant. No. But no, there was no examples of anything he did wrong. So to me, it just seemed like a hit piece and an example of people that, yeah. you know, got out of Harvard having never worked a day in their lives and were shocked to learn it's not always super fun. Right. And it's not even Harvard. We had a kid yesterday who shall remain nameless, whoever's listening this it works for us would know but just came in and, and i thought she was just leaving us she was in tears and sometimes you know people are i just can't do the job whatever she she uh she said she was having she needed a mental health day and okay you grant it it's like any other sick day but i do think about these new uh prospective owners who are of indian descent and they bust their ass these guys how are they going to look at a mental health day i don't think they're going to look at it quite they're going to look at it with a pretty jaundiced eye they may see it a little bit probably closer to the way we would see it yeah closer to the way i would see it well that's fair yeah yeah that's fair and again i think you know part of being a good manager and uh you know a good employee is adapting with the times it's not 1996 right you are now gonna have to adapt to mental health days and you really are and you know some of the cell phones being in kids hands more often than they should etc oh yes that's part of it but at the same time like unless you take the dave Chappelle model and i like that i may talk to (laughs) lucas about that tomorrow yeah there you go but Yeah, I think, and we talked about this off show, I think last time, you know, a lot of folks and I'm not to stereotype, but a lot of the local Indian folks that I have as clients or that I've met, like 
these people are coming into our country and working like 15 hours a day. You know, they probably don't have a lot of sympathy for people that during their part time, you know, 18 hour a week job, you need a, a mental health day because, uh, you know, true fucking story. 100% true. Now, this is only Tuesday night. So two nights ago, Hemmel, who is the new owner, and I think now it's a done deal. Maybe I shouldn't say that until it's actually a done deal. But I believe uh, the Indian Consortium is going to have the place by mid-October. And they had brought this consultant in from a, um, a gaming uh, uh, place. In fact, Betson Enterprises, I think they're headquartered in New Jersey. It's like the biggest gaming outfit in the country, arcade games. So the woman is there, kind of a kind of a pushy, not not unattractive, but kind of a thirty-five-year-old, very alpha female. Like she had five hundred thousand dollars of his money spent in no time. Nice. So it's Hemel, who I've met a few times, and this other Indian gentleman named Raj, and then a guy that was with her, her and me, five of us, and. Um, I, I should probably give a little bit of background because I'm going to sound just like an asshole when I deliver the punchline to this. <laughs> Earlier in the night before they arrived, Raj and Himmel were talking. I happened to just be the third wheel. And Himmel said that he had seen some pro forma, some mock-up of Richmond, Kentucky, and the future holds a lot of Indians, a lot of Patel folks. I think that's why they built that temple. Apparently, there's going to be a pretty large influx of Indians. I don't know if it's a bedroom community for Lexington or what. And the other Indian fella says, he lives in Johnson City, Tennessee. He said, well, I won't be coming to Richmond much. And Hemel was like, what? He goes, nah, Indians drive me nuts because I made a joke to them and I don't know I don't know if they even got it. I said, that would be like me saying there's too many Irishmen. I got to get out of here. So he was pretty good natured. Okay. So that's with funny. that as the background, this yeah. woman says, because she's there to consult and she's like, you know, again, she's just past a millennial and she's all about the business you know you're gonna have to change the name because bowling's in the name and young people don't come out for bowling bowling is you know your, your father it would appeal to so you gotta change the name so me because i'm 63 in a week and if i don't survive this i can get by <laughs> right i say i swear on my mother's grave not a privilege <laughs> i invoke too much i'd say how about cowboys and indians <laughs> wow <laughs> Himmel looked looked like he cocked his head like a dog hearing a high pitch whistle, and the other dude, my new friend, he laughed out loud. You know, you're but down here with a bunch of cowboys, and I go, "How about cowboys and Indians?" <laughs> wow, that's pretty good. <laughs> so if I'm not working in two weeks, you'll know why. <laughs> yeah, uh, wouldn't be the first time I lost jokes, a job, Mr. White. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Let's see how those play somewhere else. <laughs> you take your go away, fat boy. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, that's funny. But again, it's uh, <laughs> it's nice to be able to to laugh when things are in fun and, and jazz. <laughs> but but yeah, that's pretty good. And boy, those uh, alpha type and that's be it female or male, the ones that oh, want to come in and driven, know everything. And uh, that, I think he pissed her really off because I read body language pretty well, breaking my arm, patting myself on the back. I think Himmel was about done because he was almost rude to her. Speaking of cell phones, he got on his phone because she, like I said, she had $500,000 of his money spent like that and like three times. Well, so what's your budget? What's your budget? And he's like, I don't, I don't know yet. You know, he's actually not a bad guy. Right. And the other guy, I thought he was pretty pleasant. So Very we'll good. see well, what happens. And I do hope that it works out. I hope you stick around for a while and it's a good situation. Well, I won't lie to and, you. and I stick around. I've got a little part-time stake there as well. I will not lie to you, Tristan. Patty and I sat just last evening looking at all of the bills and what it would be. Because my, you know, it would be a substantial. I don't have a fucking pension. Patty does, thankfully. Got a little money invested in a coast course to Social Security, which I haven't yet taken. So every month you don't take Social Security, it increases. 
So we were looking at the numbers and, you know, we could do it. We could do it without the job. It would be a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a hit, but there's a few adjustments you make. Like we give a decent chunk every month to retirement. Well, if you can, once you retire, you probably don't give that money. That's money you live on. So we could do it. So, you know, there is that. It's it's at least nice to know that you could do it. So if it does get where you got to jump off the ship, you're not going to drown. Yeah. So it's a little safety net for you. You don't feel like you're going to drown. You can make jokes like cowboys and Indians. That's it. (laughs) You can be yourself. And you know what, Ray? There's something to be said for like the term, which I love it, is fuck you money. You yeah, well, money, I don't have that, but, but you've I, got fuck you age I, and got you're not, fuck you age. Yeah. So you, you've got a combination <laughs> oh of age and fuck you age and fuck you money, <laughs> but great. I'm going to be fine with or without you guys. So yeah, sort that of is nice. Yeah, sort of. Yes. Uh, nice to be at that point. Right. So in <laughs> segue, insert segue here. Um, you know what, Ray? Commercial. Uh, let's do a quick commercial. Yes. Allow Troy to uh, pay some of our bills yes, yes. for us here. And then we'll come right back. And I'm going to ask you about another Hollywood story, which we have not discussed yet, and I'm dying to get your opinion on this as well. Tristan here with the Extreme Common Sense Podcast, thanking our friends at Berea Pond. We could not do the podcast without the generous support from Aaron and Robin at Berea Pond, and also my house wouldn't have nearly as much cool stuff without all the items at Berea Pond. So when you're ready for your next furniture, gun, ammo, pallet, they have so much cool stuff. You're not ever going to regret going to Berea Pond. That's Berea Pond at 107 Clay Drive in the old IGA building across from near New Auto Center. Don't miss out. If you're from the area, you got to get into Berea Pond. All right. And thank you to our wonderful sponsors. Yes, yes. Those guys are the best. They and are. You know what? I meant for two days to, to text Tony because he really wanted to do a show it, this week. We got to get him on. But this is the first day of the new studio, and there was yeah, no point no, in making him no. watch well, us it took click us wires. And, Twenty minutes to get it going, and yeah. uh, call to Troy. So yes. So next time, hopefully, next in studio show, uh, Tony, we're going to have you in here. I'd love to get Aaron in too. I'd love to do that two on two Republican v Democrat right. show, and really just talk politics for an hour. I think that would be a blast. So, but I want to get back to this other uh, story, and I kind of had mixed feelings on it, but I feel like the Twitter mob has bullied me into feeling one one way but danny masterson was convicted of multiple rapes are you familiar with this story? no no so danny masterson was kind of the white guy with the afro-ish hair on that 70s show which may be a show oh, that you didn't really watch. no yeah. i absolutely the kid who wore the glasses i think he the did glasses wear, yeah. and, the, and the and the fro exactly oh really scientologist okay. he was big in science i know no i watched that that 70s show a lot that was my life yeah, yeah. So it was a good show yeah i, I think everybody who sure. watched it kind of like that 70s show and uh so this guy was accused of a of three or four rapes in the early aughts. Oh, no shit. Scientology tried to hush it up. Like they, the girls went to the Scientology leaders because they were Scientologists. Also, they were kind of told to shush it up. They went to other places. They went to the police. I think they had files that went missing. It was, you know, pretty bizarre stuff going on. But anyway, me too happened. People started getting on board. Hey, fuck that guy. If he raped you, let's go. Went, took him to trial, was convicted now of, Two rapes. I guess he was convicted a few months back, and he was sentenced the other day. Sentenced to thirty years to life. No, so he has shit. to serve no, the I thirty. Didn't see I this can't story. believe you missed the no, story. It's yeah. been the biggest thing. Wow. But uh, so horrible story. But part of what's now, let me just ask you this. Sure. So that '70s show was the '90s. Yes. And to, so yeah. came after the filming of the show. Yes. Early odds. I believe it would have okay. been right after, okay. or sort of maybe on okay. the tail end of, okay. of it. Okay, gotcha. So, uh, so Masterson's wow. going to, to prison. Now, Masterson, 
married now with a kid, uh, young kid. So for, for that, you know, sucks horrible yeah. for the kid. But you know, if you're a rapist, go to jail. Right, right, right. But uh, Ashton Kutcher from that seventy sure. show, Mila Kunis from that seventy show, wrote these letters of support for Danny. Wow, and that has been sort of the big polarizing event because uh, they run a big uh, anti-child sex trafficking. You know. Uh, I don't know what you'd call it, but organization, right. I guess. And he's the chairman of that organization. Started it with his previous wife, Demi Moore. Um, so Ashton, he, yeah, yeah, Ashton. So he's very involved in the, you know, in the world of rape and you know trafficking human beings. And, yeah, and that's on his tombstone. Involved <laughs> yeah. in the world of rape, but he, you know, wrote this three-page letter to the judge to wow. sort of, you know, so they're taking flack. Oh, Ma- yeah. Mila and Mila Ashton. and Ashton. So yeah, they've had to issue public apologies, and uh, so he, obviously based on the friendship they had doing right. the show. Yeah, and well, and I guess they've remained friends. And they they were remain on the, friends. The ranch yeah. together. If you're familiar with the ranch, right. there was a big right, right. Netflix. Show, oh yeah, yeah. I never so, saw it, but I remember people yeah. telling me that uh, really good show. It's yeah, depressing. Yeah. It was good, but depressing. Yeah. Like if you're thinking about suicide, watch the ranch. Yeah, and it'll great. push you over the edge. Yeah. But. Uh, so anyway, him and Mila, and, and I guess Masterson's mother had approached and said, could you write these letters to help? And, you know, I guess the What's internet. What's 50 now-ish? Uh, late 40s. Late 40s, 50, yeah. Yeah. So, and, and I guess that's the question, because I feel like if your best friend is going to prison for rape, like, I don't know, man. Can you write that letter of. That's tough. Because he's not saying he didn't do it. He's just saying now he's yeah. got a family and a wife mm. and he's been a you know positive member of the community whatever yeah that's brutally difficult how right. do you feel you're more familiar with it than me man i'm tough i think you know probably you or i get away with writing that letter if we want to um you know again that's probably kind of on our own thought of right and wrong but i think as a celebrity with his status and who happens to run as chairman and organization about you know helping abused women like probably not a letter you can get away with writing so that is that's a tough spot it's a sticky wicket as they say indeed so yeah i've (laughs) it's hard to ask a judge to go you know soft on a rapist yeah um yeah, I, that's that's brutal. But it's your best friend in the world. So I kind of put myself in like if my best friend was convicted of rape, like you kind of ask yourself, well, can I still be friends with this guy as sure. a rapist? And sure. then, you know, is it worth writing a letter to say when he's not raping people, he's a pretty nice guy and he's helped <laughs> that's, me with that's whatever the thing that. Yeah. So that's where it gets a little heated. Right. But yeah. And then, but just as a celebrity, you know, he kind of maybe loses that right to do that and but that is amazing so so it was 15 years down the road so he he was guilty of these rapes we're assuming well yeah i mean now he's been found guilty by a jury of his peers for there i think he was tried for three rapes convicted of two and the third was his girlfriend at the time so he was accused of raping his girlfriend they did not convict him on that one i guess it's a little trickier when it's your girlfriend so Maybe harder to prove because you're probably having and this some. This is going to be a really sex. fucked up question, but um, all right. So, so rape. So we all we picture the you know uh, Central Park guy grabs a woman, throws her to the ground, tears her clothes off, inserts his part. Rape. Has that expanded now? Like, woman said no, you forced yourself on her. Rape. 
like the 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 deck the the dick not the dictionary but the the, the definition or dictionary definition has it gotten a, a tad expansive i mean what actually constitutes rape i mean a girlfriend uh, I, I mean i don't know if your wife tells you no and you enforce yourself on her is that rape that is also rape wow. and i think there there that is one of the things that has changed probably in the last 15 right. 20 years now because i feel like in a lot of places, maybe that's a state thing. In a lot of states, it was not a it was not rape if it was your wife. Yeah, um, probably. Again, it's tricky when you're having consensual sex with somebody. Probably to prove that. So, but right. yes, I, definitely now you can't go to prison for raping your wife, your girlfriend. Wow. Of course, date rapes. I'm sure that's always been a crime, but probably always. I'm sure in the '60s it was well. You went to Lover's Lane with them. What did you expect? Oh, no. I, so I, now that- I think that's a lot of what the Me Too movement grew out of. Right. You know, the judge would say, well, how were you dressed? And the women would sure. say, fuck you, judge. What does that yeah, matter? Exactly. You know, now, does it matter? I don't know. We're guys, Tristan, <laughs> uh, you know. But I feel like I can control rapes. I, you know, I, I yeah, I've never had the urge to rape. Yeah, I, I've <laughs> never know? thought to myself, you know, I'd like to. The day to rape. Woman telling me no well, for but sex. But see, or, now I've also read that rape is often an, more an act of violence than an act of sex, you know, than a sex act. I've heard power over. Or, or power, yeah. More so than yeah. a sex, a sex okay. act. But I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I, I apologize for my naivety on that story, but I know exactly the dude you're talking about. He was a great character. That kid was in every school. In our school, it was, um, oh, gosh, I'm trying to think, somebody like a Billy Simaluka or just sort of a, uh, you know, that sort of laid back dude that was smart. He had all the answers. That dude, was he, his character was pretty bright, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, so tricky situation, and I guess the, my question to you would be, do you write that letter if your best friend or say your son was convicted of something awful? Is that a, I mean, you just, you, yeah. I mean, you're not a celebrity. You probably get away with that and just, yeah, I guess that's a letter you write or. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, it's just tough, right? But even still, I don't think you write, you know, I it's a lie and they you know, say, you know, victims, but they say you don't want to. You want to be careful about judging people on their worst day. However, you know. That's a rough day. That's a rough day. Yeah. And multiple, apparently. Yeah. You know, exactly. not, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, and, and one of the great conversations about the Me Too movement that, uh, you know, that has come to the forefront. Who's the little comedian from, uh, not Community, Parks and Rec? Oh, uh, Patton Oswald. Aziz oh, Aziz Ansari, yeah. Well, there was, you know, he yeah. had a, a Me Too oh, yeah, issue yeah, with the yeah, he girl. did. Yes, yes. And I think, now again, this may be a detail or two off, but like had either sex with the girl or a sex act with the girl. Right. Who said, like, I wasn't really that into it, but I didn't really say anything. Like, I just went along with it. And he got a lot of shit. And I don't, you know, and I think one thing that scares, I would assume, men now is like, what if a girl wasn't just that into it and we didn't know because nobody wants to be right. Like would want to be yeah, that guy then, taking advantage of a Yeah. And then the next morning, and again, there's no defense of rape. Like I said, the, 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 the guy who's in central park who grabs a female jogging and throws her down and rapes her, send him to jail for the rest of his life, execute him, whatever. That's a horrific act. But you meet somebody at a party, maybe you're each a little bit drunk. You know, that's that whole, uh, what was in that drink from the rapey song, which Jaeger and I have gone round and round about, you know, uh, the Christmas song. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. That, that, uh, right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll think. Cold, baby, it's cold outside. Cold outside. Don't yeah. go out there. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, like that, Aziz Azari. All right, so you meet this girl and you wind up in her room and you do have consensual sex and then she wakes up the next morning. And again, I don't want to sound like the guy here probably can't help it and she's regretful 
either A, because she didn't like you that much, or B, you were an asshole, or C, the sex wasn't any good. <laughs> and then she says to her friends, yeah, I really got taken advantage of last night. Uh, well, you know, that's not throwing them down in Central Park and right. forcing yourself on them. Sure. Well, there is that distinction, right? But I suppose you could be convicted of rape for that now. I wouldn't think so. Oh, no, no? I mean, you would still have to prove in a court of law. I mean, I would assume that there's a way to prove... Uh, there's no way to prove that you raped somebody having just woke up the next day and the girl's like, oh, get the fuck out of here, right? I mean, you didn't beat her up for her to have yeah. consensual sex and she's not bruised. Well, or wasn't that have- a little bit of Kobe Bryant's deal? He always said he didn't force himself on that woman. She just woke up regretting she was a married woman and even though he was Kobe Bryant, she was like, oh, I shouldn't have done that, so I'll go public with it and sort of put the onus on you. Maybe that was his defense, but... Well, and I think the the sad thing is, and, you know, again, as we sit here and have this conversation and I will say, I think... You and know, by the way, Kobe's wife got a $3 million ring out of that. She did okay. I think you now, always... Now, see, women listening would be like, you assholes it's not about that sure i think you always side with the victim initially you know i think you just err on the side of the victim but i think a sad fact is that some women will get rejected by men after a one night stand or insert whatever situation and say well fuck that guy oh so, yeah i mean again that's right. why we we try this in a court of law right. as opposed to the court of public opinion but again there's so many women that have been raped and taken advantage of that the judge said what were you wearing and right. what were you doing in his room after midnight and so it's just such an, an awful 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 and speaking thing of awful to, yeah i mean that's it is a segue but it's a little bit related i <laughs> probably guess probably a safer topic it, well not we really because <laughs> this ad it was offensive enough that i screenshotted and my intent is to uh, to contact this organization and you watch a lot of network television you know people like lucas who i work with what streams everything they don't, don't don't see a lot of this stuff but we've got a governor's uh, campaign going on hot and heavy right now uh, andy Bashir, the incumbent running against the challenger daniel cameron attorney general and it's getting down and dirty. But there's an ad being run now, Tristan, and I would say this if Bashir was running this against Cameron, Cameron happens to be running it against Bashir, and it's about this child molester who was let out. You, do you know the ad? Yes. Okay. So can we agree? And this, I was going to call the pack that ran the ad and say, let me ask you a question. Do you really think Andy Bashir is in favor of child <laughs> molestation? Come on, what the fuck? Don't insult our intelligence. I understand as well as anybody, because I'm a hobbyist, that politics is bare knuckle. Jefferson and Adams sure. was fucking brutal in 1800, and it's going to be brutal 200 years from now. But kind of to our special needs jokes, maybe some things should be off limits. Like, I don't think either Daniel Cameron, the challenger, or Andy Bashir, the incumbent governor, are in favor of child molestation. Sure. There was some arcane fucking thing that happened. And yes. This guy got out and he was a yeah, Andy Bashir actively wanted this guy out to molest children. Come on. He was templing his fingers like Mr. Burns. Right. Ooh, let's let the child molesters it's out. It's almost an insult to your intelligence. But, and uh, question on a follow-up of that, Ray, and I see this all the time now. It feel Doesn't it feel like that's more commonplace where they're just the ads are almost insulting with the shit they're saying that everybody knows it's BS or yeah, because everyone's so. so tribal and they're looking for something to cling on to. Yeah. When you say that, you know, Andy Brashear's in favor of three month old children getting sex reassignment <laughs> surgery. Like, People are clinging. Dang man, do you hear that? He wants three month old kids, and and that's what they're. Uh, that's kind of what the hope is. Oh, you but, know, the low hanging fruit again. And it is. It's hard to watch because I feel like, man, you don't have to have the highest IQ to just see what an awful attempt at 
just complete garbage some of that is on both sides. Yes, but, yes. But mostly the one side. <laughs> but yes. mostly their mostly, side. Mostly, yeah. All right, so that was my two cents. You got a big, long list, and we don't have much time. <laughs> You're good. So, uh, but again, I think uh, to, man, if I could go back to the rapes. <laughs> There's something you don't hear every day. Well, well, let me say this. Rape, I, I like rape. That was Blazing Saddles. You've got rape on here twice. I like rape. <laughs> so, Trump, Biden, I think. You can't turn on Fox News without hearing about the Biden crime family. Biden crime family. Uh, again, or the Biden consortium. Donald Trump is, uh, you know, has been uh, indicted on several counts of Lord all kinds of different things. 97 but, but or whatever. Let, let me say this on your opinion of, you know, what if there's hearsay of rape and somebody goes to jail? But I think the difference is it's America. There's a court of law. We have a system. So Trump and Biden, you can get on TV all day and say the Biden crime family but until Joe Biden is indicted or convicted, he's an innocent man. Sure. Donald Trump, I think it's, uh, you know, at least a little more active ongoing process. But again, if every court says he's innocent, then he's innocent. Right. That's so, right. But so, yeah, I think. Or at that, least not guilty. Yeah. I guess my overall overarching point is that uh, the court of public opinion is mostly bullshit. And but we do have well, to kind of take the, for, you know, what we get in the courts. But that's, that's exactly system. what Trump is trying to do with this current with these current charges is Absolutely. to have it tried in the court of public opinion, yeah. not tried in an actual judicial sense. Yeah. And he's a master at that and he's doing well with it. And his fucking poll numbers keep going up and he's yeah. going to be the nominee. Uh, Unless I'm, he's I'm not ready to concede that yet. I hope you're wrong. What? <laughs> Who's and Ramaswamy is going to be his VP because he wants to ride that out. You know, Trump can only serve four years. Right. He can't do more than four. Or can he not raise? Well, Will he not invoke <laughs> supposedly some, uh, fair. But geez. I'd say I say Vivek takes that nod. He's 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 further up Trump's ass than Sean Hannity. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I mean, <laughs> so and may I say, no surprise, my Indian friends love Vivek because I asked him. Because really? I'm a political... Fuck yeah. yeah. I was like, what do you guys think about Ramaswamy? Oh, man, he's fucking great. I say, you're saying that because he's a fellow Indian? Well, yeah, probably so. <laughs> I, my family loved John F. Kennedy. He was Irish Catholic. Well, 93% of African Americans voted for Barack Obama. I get it. Yeah. So, it's reasonable. <laughs> Nobody ever watched a boxing match and rooted unreasonably for the guy that didn't look like you, right? Like, No, I was root for so, the white guy, especially if he's fighting a black guy. What? <laughs> But that doesn't make you racist, right? Like, you can't say that yeah, anymore. It certainly makes you that's racist. Not, that's not PC. It but certainly makes you racist. No, it doesn't. To watch a boxing match and just root for the guy that looks like you over the... Yeah, I mean, makes I you racist. I don't yes. do that. I've never done that. Do but you, do you really if think you, so? Sure. If you, look, right. if you look at a basketball floor and you go, hey, there's two white guys, it's racist. We all do it, but it's racist. See, I disagree. I, oh, you can't disagree. It's racist. They, well, no, I think the new race, they want you, everybody to see and engage in the race, right? Like, nobody ever <laughs> watched Larry Bird and, you know, didn't notice that he was white. <laughs> I Yeah, no, I, it's, it's a great debate, but unfortunately, we don't have time for it. Tris, and how, yeah. we, how we kill hours, Fair I don't enough. get it. Yeah. What else you got, man? Throw it at me. Uh, real quick, have you read any more Curator? <laughs> no, I'm still at my 30 pages. I have to. Okay. Um, I told Patty to read it because I was like, I'm not sure I can get through it. She's like, I'm not reading it. I mean, it's not. It's an intimidating book to look at. <laughs> it's pretty thick. Uh, oh, man, That's what this, she said. This is uh, not sure this matters at all to any of our listeners. Man, I called. I got a pair of Brooks shoes. You ever wear Brooks? Sneakers? I have not, but people tell me that they, they must. I know many people that wear them say best shoe they ever got. Well, I like Hoka's are a little bit more comfortable. But anyway, I got a pair of Brooks because I, I called um, or I picked up a pair on eBay. Usually I'll pick up a cheap used pair of shoes to see if I like them before I pay for a new pair. 
So I bought a, a used pair. They were they were on eBay. I paid thirty bucks for them. They were worn. I called customer service of Brooks when they came in from eBay. Just hey, there's some wear on the right toe. How can I avoid that? And she was like, Well, you know what? What are they? And I, they were like something twenties. And she said, Well, let me just send you a new pair. Wow. And I was like, Okay, I'll take the new pair. And she's like, I tell you what, just keep the pair that you have too. And you know, you don't have to send them. greatest customer service experience. In the, and they are great shoes. And uh, $185 pair of shoes. No shit. Completely free. Shipped in three days. I paid 30 bucks. I'm a little confused, though, because you knew you were getting used shoes. So I how did, do you have a legit complaint about having wear? I didn't wear? really have a complaint. Oh. I was just curious how they would wear like that and what you should do to avoid wow. it. Because I saw that it was part of a factor of how the shoes were wearing. Interesting. And she was like, oh, well, they really shouldn't. And she actually said... Well, you know, what was the width and the shoes that I bought? I don't wear wides and they were wide. She goes, well, you probably need a little less wide shoe. That's funny. So the pair she uh, sent me was not wide. That's was, wild. And it was. And they are 185 bucks. 185 bucks. Yeah. So, but best, I've heard they're wonderful. I, I'm a, I like New Balance because they're pretty comfortable shoes and they're not horribly priced. Yeah. But um, uh, I, I've also bought $30 shoes off the rack at Meyer. So I, I would like to get a pair of Brooks. Yeah, you you won't regret it. And did you tell me to watch Bar Rescue? I mean, I've seen it. I don't know if I told you, John John Talf, Telfer Tapper. Tom, Tapper Tapper. Yeah, pretty yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's I mean, every fucking one is the same. You've seen one, yes, you've seen them all. But that's true. You know, it's interesting for me running a bar. Yeah, I would think yeah, you'd yeah, probably yeah. pick up a lot from that. Oh, I've often thought what he would say if he came into our bar. Yes. Yeah. Um, what brings that up? I just I thought you would mention it, and I started yeah. watching it. So oh, you had never gonna, seen it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it, it keeps you your attention. It. Yeah, you know it's <laughs> a little overly dramatic because he's is. such a big tough guy. You know, he comes in there just yelling at rah, everybody. Rah, rah, yeah, but it is oh, fucking fuck gross it. to see a lot of the stuff that oh, goes man. on in some of those places. The, it is, oh. and some of those uh, hidden cameras, and oh yeah. god, dang, not man. good. No, 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 no. <laughs> so yeah, here's a real quick. Uh, I find it funny. You may not uh, story. I've got a family member. I won't say she's my aunt, for example, but you can guess. She could be my aunt right. or whatever. You, you never know. Probably my aunt. And uh, this, uh, she will periodically just message me on Facebook and ask for money for food or whatever. Oh, wow. And it's just this real, like, she's never mm. worked a day in her life. Oh. And she, I assume, is on drugs. I think now she's homeless. Oh, how do you handle so, that? Well, I, like, the first couple times, I just said, yeah, I'll give you what, you know, bought her some groceries and, you know, mm. bought her a hot and ready pizza, whatever it was she asked for. And then I was just like, she would tell me she was going to pay me back. And then she would never make an effort to pay me back. And then a couple months later, she would ask again. And uh, so, like, again, nobody wants that conversation, right? Like, it's just no it's, it's not my responsibility like she's married like it's not no. my responsibility to right. pay for no. this family member who could be any thing aunt or whatever no um so <laughs> she she messages me one day and she's like hey can you doordash me some food and mm. i'm just like i won't do doordash because it's kind of so expensive, expensive yeah, yeah. And i'm like i'll go get it yeah and i was like no you no know, i just was like well um what did i tell her i was like you know i'm not really loaning anybody any money anymore right. because nobody ever pays me back is kind of a shock to her. And the response from her, which is like my favorite catchphrase of all time now, was like, oh, I wasn't asking for a loan. (laughs) (laughs) Like the balls on you. 
Like, can, <laughs> that's you, can you great. imagine? <laughs> that's like, one way out of it. Oh, man. oh that's ballsy. And then, so, and then she deleted me on Facebook, oh, there which, you go. thank God, you there know, you it's go. just a train wreck right. dodge. So they got to close the place, and we got to get out in under a minute 10, because I don't think I can send the file if we don't. So yeah, you can. close it out? No, I think you, you should be able to, because we started a little, like, I think our last few have been like 110. But, but yeah, we'll, we'll roll Oh, through. edit it down. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't think I have anything else important, but I did put together fucking comedic hilarious genius oh i'm excited mediocre but we still want to do it and thank our sponsors and i already shot my wad on that wonderful uh uh, nun joke i could retell it in (laughs) case somebody's just uh, thanks uh troy i literally wouldn't be here yeah thank you today especially troy it's good to hear your voice again brother as always in third place in a foodie contest contest at the spoon bread festival a couple years back he said we were the only people who told him that was a good thing I, I've always thought it would be maybe cool we'll, to do Maybe like we'll a, see him next to Joey Chestnut next I, year. I like it. Chestnut? Yeah, yeah, yeah Chestnut. Joey Chestnut. So thanks to Dad's Flooring for the awesome Absolutely. This is here. great. This uh, is great. Couldn't be better. And yeah, our last studio closed because they're making it a liquor store. And I think if we've hey. got to move studios... Add more liquor. I like mm-hmm. that at least. Mm-hmm. So check out Dad's Liquor Store when it opens Dad's up. Dad's Liquor Store. Uh, Tony, we'll get you on next week. Yes, hopefully. sir. Uh, you, we can get free for that. Um, Berea Pond. Aaron. You guys are the best. And we didn't even pick on you this week, Aaron, which is really How about cool. that? Which yeah. is almost no politics. Uh, yes. It's more of a yeah, non-political. Variety show. show. Buckshotandlead.com. Check them out at 107 Clay Drive. Nate, of course, Stoke. Mr. Metz. We appreciate you. Rational Boomer Podcast. We appreciate you, too. I bet my brother would love to have that last name. Uh, Tommy Metz. It would be, it's a cool he's name. A, he's a huge yeah, Mets fan. Met fan. Very disappointed this year, Tris. Uh, Went out yeah. and won over 100 games last year and just shit the bed this year. Oh, and now they're talking like the team's old and they're going to have to build again. And oh, what no. the fuck, man? Mr. Cohen and his billions. Oh, and our Reds are about to shit the bed as well. Well, they're still hanging, right? Game and a half back. Uh, and actually, I got an email from the Every Reds, Reds game is important, at least. Yes. Yeah. And they still matter. And There's so, only about eight games left, right? Yeah. Uh. So, But they've got to make up a game and a half and eight games, and it's... Tough. So, but playoff tickets on sale today for uh, media people, and I'm debating on buying some tickets, but I feel like if I spend the money, I'll jinx them, and if I don't spend the money, they'll get a wild card, and I won't have tickets. It's tough. What is that worth? As media, you get them at face value, so I'm sure, you know, 100 bucks a ticket or something, yeah, not too bad. Yeah. Just guessing. Isn't that funny? 100 bucks a ticket, not too bad. Yeah, 20, nowadays. I, yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if I told you this. Uh, Eagles coming to Rupp November 14th. Love to see the Eagles. I'm just a great, in my opinion, one of the great bands and just a lot of good music. So, uh, shits and giggles. Upper Arena, 450 bucks. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, 900 bucks if Patty and I want to go. Yeah, Don, I think Don and uh, Vince Gill, we may pass. There's just not that many. I mean, there's a few people like if Tupac came back to life, I'd probably pay for if Tupac if Zeppelin reformed. But there's so few situations where I would think, yeah, I'll take my wife and spend nine. If Tupac came back to life, what would you pay? (laughs) Yeah, well, that may happen, right? With uh, modern technology and AI, you may get a Tupac show. Yeah, but if it's not actual living well, Tupac, you I'm still not going there 900 go. bucks. Go. So let's do some... Uh, do some yeah. comedy, we'll man. Some Thank comedy you to everybody and hang in there with us. Yeah, we appreciate you guys. Thank you to our and, audience And, and if your prayers, uh, send a prayer to Ray and his health. And if you're a thought sender, yeah, send, send Ray some thoughts. Or if you don't like me very much, say, ah, maybe it's, it's time, asshole under your time for it that asshole for to make his exit. <laughs> Hopefully not that. <laughs> All right. Uh, now, Ray, I was just thinking, speaking of money and the expensive concert tickets, I just wanted to write sort of a top 10 list of tips that I do as a Jewish person uh, for people ha- to ha- save half money. Half Jewish. Yeah, half Jewish. 
Did you ever hear that line about uh, Groucho Marx? Yeah, Yeah. that could be my joke. So Groucho had married a Gentile, and he was at the Hollywood Hills Supper Club. There was a pool, and the manager came out. Maybe this is apocryphal, but either way, they were in the pool. And the manager came out, called him aside, and said, Mr. Marx, I I hate to say this, but we have a strict policy against Jewish people in the pool. I'm going to have to ask you to get out. Groucho said, well, can my children stay up up to their waist? They're only half Jewish. (laughs) Nice. <laughs> it's pretty good. That's a good answer. Oh, nice. All right. So actual tips uh, for everyday people to save a little money. Okay. So, so this, these are just some tips that I put together from my life. Uh, number 10, if you don't take your Bentley to the dealer, you can actually have it serviced by a local mechanic and save a fair amount of money. And you drive a Bentley, so you know. That's true. One of his many cars in his... Uh, Cash-saving tips, man. Arsenal, not Arsenal. What do you call that when you have a huge collection of vehicles? There is a word. Jay Leno. Flock, herd, yeah, collection. Yeah, I, don't I don't know. Number nine. Fleet. fleet your fleet. You fleet your of fleet vehicles. of cars. Just like an enema. A fleet enema. Nice. <laughs> so That's how I thought of it. <laughs> very, very good. <laughs> what a shitty show. <laughs> it happens. Uh, number nine. Stop sending cash to all those Asian girls who add you as a friend on Facebook. Wow. That's not a that's a thing. Yeah. You, if you were on Facebook, you would get that. Like there's a lot of people and there's these fake accounts and they'll add you. I had a buddy's grandma sent like 30 grand to a fake account. You have got to be to what end? What does she think she's doing? Some guy that you know needed travel money. It's like for women it's these like No, no, silver I, like fox I get what he's generals. going after, but why would the woman send the gram? 30 grand. Friendship. What is she thinking? Just oh, having somebody to God. talk to, you know, and it was worth it to her. Oh, people do some things yeah. that just have you scratch your head. Yeah, so don't do that. Don't. That's a way to save some money. Um, here's one I did. This is also good. Number eight, you cut your uh, cut my maid back from five mm. days a week to three. Yes, yes. Then it yes. saves like 30%. Right. Uh, number seven, <laughs> instead of allowing your chef to take uh, the leftover food home to her children, save those leftovers as dog snacks. I like it. And that saves a little cash. These are, uh, these are practical too. Practical tips yeah, for everybody. For, for everybody, I think, that hears. Yeah. Right, number six, double bill your podcast sponsors. <laughs> Shh. Uh, Troy, can you can you edit that one? Uh, number five. Even though Rolex recommends a service every five years, you can actually wait two additional years to save a few grand. You know what's funny about this is almost maybe with the exception of the maid, everything else that he's mentioned is actually part of his life. The Bentley, the Rolex. I do have a maid. D- so. d- d- double billing. Uh, you know, I've uh, seen the Rolex. Are you wearing a Rolex today? I am. Yeah. Okay. As a sea dweller. There you go. Yeah. So number five, and I, I actually, I, I have never double billed the sponsors. No, we have not yet, done that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Tony, <laughs> Troy. Aaron. Aaron. Uh, number five, uh, or excuse me, number four, I, and this one has helped a lot. I cut back to $500 in lottery tickets every week. Yeah. That's, I, that is practical. I was getting a little, yeah, a little it's too a little much. much. Yeah. 500 yep. you can justify. Yep. Uh, number three, switch to off-brand truffle butter. You'd save some good because when you get the brand truffle butter, it's it's a little pricey. Uh, number two, upgrade beach house to more energy efficient HVAC system. I like it. Saves quite a bit. And uh, number one, uh, cost saving measure that I recommend for everyday people to save money: cut Ray off the podcast staff insurance plan because that is going to be really pricey. <laughs> In lieu of everything going on. That's not even funny. God, we have good insurance. I sure hope they keep me. Nice. And cheap. And Ray, we actually um, will say goodbye. Goodbye. See you.